Do you know when you actually Google uh, moose on Twitter, it gives you the result of moose like animals and not moose from Archie. <laughs> nice try. Hello, and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray, and I am a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. In my spare time, I genuinely enjoy long walks on the beach and then leaving said beach to go watch TV. My favorite show of all time is Battlestar Galactica. I think Jurassic Park is a cinematic masterpiece, and my Hogwarts house is very obviously Hufflepuff. I'm on Twitter at, at Britannia with an underscore, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 21-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas. My favorite color is heliotrope, and I'm Slytherin as heck. My favorite sport is watching television. Hit me up if you ever need to know every single Mino character that has ever existed on The 100 or Lost. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Today, we have words to say about episode 101 of Riverdale, chapter 1, The River's Edge. I'm sorry, I just started laughing because I think you did all of that in one breath. I didn't. <laughs> but I do have a great lung capacity. What a fun fact to know. <laughs> okay. I, I do have a great talking. lung capacity. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's true. Okay. I took lessons. You took lessons? Singing lessons. All right. Okay. I was like, they take breath lessons? Robin, you got ripped years. off. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Riverdale. Do you want to start with like what happened in this episode slash that was a lot of stuff that happened in this episode? Sure. So like, I mean, we don't really have like a template right now. So we're hoping that like makes itself known at some point, but we're just gonna kind of go all over the place. What was your overall opinion of the episode? Like, did you like it? I, I did like it. I was pleasantly surprised. I was kind of really worried about it. I thought we were gonna have to pretend to like it, but it's actually really good. Yeah, I had no idea, like, what to expect because the pitch for the show was, it's Archie, but with murder. Those two things don't go together. So why don't we start with what our favorite parts of the episode were like what worked for you the most okay listen i'm going to tell you i was gonna say i'm gonna tell you a secret but it's not a secret it's just embarrassing (laughs) yay i'm so ready okay listen (laughs) so like (laughs) my brain is so confused because when i was in middle school I was in love with Cole Sprouse. Oh, God. Like, 100%. You make like, me feel old. Like, he was the old. best one. Clearly, right? Of course. And so now I'm here in college being like, uh, ha- mm, I'm still in love with Cole Sprouse. And here's, like, the embarrassing part of it. So, like, I wear a Fitbit, and I have heart monitor on. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And... As soon as, like, the Cole Sprouse scene started with, like, Archie and Jughead, my heart rate went up 30 beats per minute. Wow. So it went from, like, 60-something to 90-something. And I was sitting. Wow. Yeah. You can't see me, but I have my head in my hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. This level of, like... Cole Sprouse fangirling I don't think has been seen outside of Tumblr before. 
Listen, though, like, I just, <laughs> I love Cole Sprouse so much because not only is he, like, you know, Cole Sprouse, but also, like, he's fighting so hard for asexual Jughead, which is just, like, everything I've ever wanted in my life. Yeah, actually, we did get, like, slight rumblings that perhaps asexual Jughead could be a thing later on. Yeah, later on. Like, I don't... I think that something is definitely going to happen in season one. Like, he said that something happens in season one, mm-hmm. but, like... <sighs> but, like, with, with who? I don't know, because Ethel's supposed to show up, right? Yeah, she's, um... I want to say Ethel Shannon is... Shannon Purser. Yeah, from... I think that's her name, from Stranger Things. Barb from Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> justice. She got some justice, and I'm upset about it, I guess. But, like, at the same time, I'm so glad Barb can now be at rest and she can move on to another teen show. Shout out to Barb. Love you, Barb. What was the question? What was it? What your favorite parts were? Yeah, were your favorite parts the random, like, noir detective, like, voiceover (laughs) that Cole Sprouse did as Jughead? You know what I thought was so funny is that, like, as soon as he started talking, I was like, that's Cole Sprouse. I thought it was Archie for easily the first 10 minutes. Yeah, a lot of people did. I was on Twitter and they were just like, is this Archie? Is this just a random narrator? And I was like, you guys, it's Cole Sprouse. I know. I can feel it. Why are you so embarrassing? I like literally have no shame about this. Oh my god. I think my favorite part of that narration too was like him sort of like going over and like narrating Riverdale and the town and stuff. And I'm like, this is BC. You can you can try and make it look like New York, but it's not New York. It's just it's just like rural Canada. Exactly. Yeah, that's my favorite part of all CW shows is they're like, yes, this is New York, or this is National City, or it's the apocalypse, and I'm like, that's Vancouver. <laughs> Shout out to the CW for single handedly holding up the Vancouver film industry. I thought the acting was great. Yeah, I actually loved um, the relationship between Betty and Veronica. Mm-hmm. I like that it wasn't catty. And I, I expected it to be catty, but then, you know, you look at the actual comics and you're like, these girls don't hate each other. They're best friends. No, but it's weird because it's sort of like that where you go back and you remember things differently, like the Berenstain Bears versus the Berenstain I'm Bears. Still I always remember. <laughs> Did you think it was Berenstain or Berenstain? It was always Berenstain. It's still Berenstain in my heart. It absolutely is. Okay. But I always remember Betty and Veronica has like these bitter rivals, but now when I go back, I'm like, no, they weren't. They kind of just, like, occasionally hung out with Archie, but mostly they hung out with each other. And they just, like, didn't call dibs. That was my favorite part. Um, apart, for, apart from the part where... Do you want to say part again? No. <laughs> I genuinely, though, I don't know what my favorite part of the episode was. I just kind of like the overall vibe of it. It was like teenage Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Which I could get into. I could get into that. Mm-hmm. And also the very, like... I actually kind of found it kind of jarring when they would introduce or, like, name a character and you're like, that's, like, Reggie? Yes! I loved that, too. And then it, like, they had, like, a little, like, mention of Principal Weatherby. Yes! And I was like, how different is he going to be? Like, what's Weatherby look like? Like, what's going on there? Because Coach Clayton looks the same. Like, Coach Clayton is what I expected. Yeah. And then... You know, there's Weatherby, who is a mystery. And then, who wants to talk about Grundy? (laughs) Miss Grundy. Okay, so, 
This is the thing that jarred me so hard out of the episode that I actually had to rewatch it because I just kept going, what the hell is that in the comics, Miss Grundy is like this sort of white haired, formidable woman who teaches English, I guess. And like, she's not, like, even whole, like she's, not even a McGonagall kind of like cool old lady. She's like, I think she has like no. a weird tooth thing. Yeah, she's like bumbling sort of. Yeah. But like, but what? In, <laughs> in Riverdale, instead of being like McGonagall, she's like if they de-aged McGonagall and made her like a 30-something cougar. Yep. Who sleeps with Archie? Don't panic, I'm not stalking you. And here's the thing, like, Archie is not an adult. Like, what they did was fully illegal. That was super illegal! Because... I think he's supposed to be, like, a sophomore, right? Yeah, because Betty said she was a sophomore, and they also said that Jason was 17. So I'm assuming that's how old everybody is. But the show doesn't really seem to, like, acknowledge the fact that... And maybe it will later on, because, like, it's only episode one, but, like... Hasn't really acknowledged the fact that what they did was super duper illegal. I mean, she said, like, we can't explain this and we can't tell anybody and this whole thing, which, like, you know, when I first watched it, I was just like, oh, because you're jeopardizing your job. And then I realized, no, it's because you're jeopardizing your whole life. (laughs) Yeah. Like, y'all are gonna go to jail. Like, this is, like, a BuzzFeed article waiting to happen. Yes. Oh, my God. Shout out to BuzzFeed. (laughs) (laughs) Local teacher seduce a student. Don't panic. I'm not stalking you. I'm laughing, but I hate it. Also, like, Grundy is, like, not a hot name. And that's, like, the point. Geraldine Grundy. The old double G. The old double G. The old double G. That's her. Uh, I just don't see why they had to make her young and hot. Like, I and then have her sleep with Archie. Like, I don't know what that adds to the show the one thing that i do kind of like about it is that she's not trying to like keep it up she's saying that was wrong and that is not happening anymore yeah she clearly had a crisis of faith at some point yeah so like i mean that's that's one good thing (laughs) but like how funny was that image of her driving like a vw bug oh my god with her sunglasses (laughs) Sunglasses and like slurpee or what drinking a slurpee what other what other character were you like surprised by when you found out that that was them some people were changed like, Reggie and I think Pop Tate were the two, or maybe there were more, uh, who were changed into people of color, which I think was great. Awesome. Um, and uh, Josie and the Pussycats. And Josie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Archie definitely needs more diversity. Always. Yes, definitely, <laughs> like, definitely. I think, I think their only LGBT character is Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. But now. And so, yeah. But now. Now. Moose. I'm so here for Bi Moose. But I'm like, where's Midge, though? Like, I love it, but where's Midge? That's a good point. I do want to know who Midge is. Did they even cast Midge? I don't know, but the thing is that, like, and, like, I love it, but Midge and Moose are, like, supposed to be, like, in love together literally forever and ever and never will ever get away from each other. You know what I mean? Well, maybe he has to, like, make his way to Midge first. That's beautiful. Yeah. But, like... On the other hand, I'm super... Do you know when you actually Google uh, moose on Twitter, it gives you the result of moose, like, animals and not moose from Archie. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> like, just in case anyone wanted to totally fail at Googling today, there's a hot tip for you. Great. 
But anyway, I'm so here for bi moose and like that's I think he's like confirmed bisexual. So I'm super excited about it because there's not a lot of uh, bi men on Mm -hmm. TV. So that's going to be really great. Yeah, I love that. And the uh, comment that Kevin made where he was like, I love a closet case. I was like, I was so torn between cringing and being like, well, this is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. But then dead body. But then dead body. Yeah. Speaking of changes from the comics. So Jason's dead. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, Jason is dead. Okay, let's start Let's start at the very beginning, then. <laughs> a very good place to start. So, are you getting weird incest vibes here, too? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, in, like, a really uncomfortable way where, like, I was, like, shrinking back into my couch as much as possible. She... Here's why I think that Cheryl knows, first of all, what happened and maybe had something to do with it. She turns to him, very, like, very, almost very first line, I think, I think it's the very first line that Cole Sprouse doesn't say, and she says, or something, something like, are you scared, Jason? And he says no. But, like, why are okay. you asking him that? Because you're going on yeah, a like, boat ride? Just, Is he afraid of water? They're just going on a nice boat ride. I just, so that's, that's something to think about, I think. And, uh, I also wanted to point out that Cheryl has some, like, real Ophelia vibes going on. Um, which Betty has a poster of over her bed. She does. She yes. does. Okay. Look at where we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> we're going places, but then we point out how smart we are yes. and it goes away. <laughs> and then also there was a mention of Dilton. Uh, yeah, you could like very briefly see him and I was just laughing because like, of course, Dilton Doily is like leading a Boy Scout troop. <laughs> yeah. That's so <laughs> him. So we know that this is in... This is set in present day because of mm-hmm. all of the references that are happening. Yeah, Veronica has some, uh, frankly, amazing slash niche pop culture references yeah. that I did not expect, but I super love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I missed like half of them. Yeah, Kevin brings up millennials. So I'm like, here we are. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> that was like, the, that word came out of his mouth. I would think it was millennials and trolls. And I was like... Mm-hmm. This is very much 2017 Archie. We're like, here we are. Okay, foreshadowing. So, like, even before that we before we learn what happened with Archie and Miss Grundy, and I think I'm going to keep calling her Miss Grundy and not, like, Geraldine. No, she's Miss Grundy. Miss Grundy is good. Yeah. Um, we respect Betty her. Betty and Archie are at, the, at Pops, and she says that Toni Morrison told mm-hmm. her one summer, one, yeah, one summer can change everything, and he says... Wow, that's so true. Uh, okay. Archie. And then at one point, Reggie also says, like, asks him if he got with, like, some cougars. And he was like, <laughs> How did Reggie guess that so specifically? Like, why was know. that on Reggie's mind for Archie? Oh, Reggie. <laughs> that's Gamp. What a guy. Okay, here's, here's my big question of the whole episode, though, okay? Mm-hmm. Why is Archie... Troy Bolton. Oh my god. He is Troy Bolton. He's like literally Troy Bolton. <gasps> Archie comes in and he's just like, music or sports? Oh Can I do them both? God. And then like Veronica's like, must we live with the stereotypes of jock and artist? And I was like, I love you. I know. And she's like in this like post James Franco world. And I was just like, but, but Troy Bolton though. I can't, I feel like you've just ruined Archie for me, but that's fine, because, like, as a character, I was just sitting in his scenes like, dude, he writes poems, but the poems were music. 
<laughs> T-shirt. He writes poems, but the poems were music. That's what he said. I'm just, like, paraphrasing him, okay? Okay, next Archie question. He's kind of garbagey. Yeah, he's, like, super yeah. garbagey. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's super garbagey and kind of boring. He's more garbagey than Troy Bolton. Also, he had the classic, it's not my dream, dad, it's, it's yours your moment. And then his dad was like, dude, this was not the trope I was written as. <laughs> like, go live your life. <laughs> I was like... Archie's such a drama queen. We don't deserve this. But he's like, wow, I'm so enjoying having dinner with Betty. Oh, look. And, like, here's the other thing. Is that when he and Veronica were in the closet, when when the kiss happened, I wasn't disappointed in Archie. Because I just expected Mm -mm. that from him. I was disappointed Mm -hmm. in Veronica because I didn't expect that from her. Because of all the people that Veronica kissed in that episode, I didn't want it to be Archie. I was just happy with it just being Betty. Exactly. Yeah. And if they don't pay that off, I'm going to get real grumpy. Yeah, I hope they do, because that's sad. If they're just like, hey, uh, let's get queer people to watch this show for one episode. Yeah, because especially when they had Cheryl go like, um... It hasn't hasn't been taboo. Yeah. Except that she said taboo, like taboo, which cracked me up. That is such a good, like, little character moment. It hasn't taboo. been taboo since 1994. And I was like, I guess that's a good way to kind of write yourself around that trope, but it kind of just makes it sound like you tried to do it to get away with it mm-hmm. and that you're aware of it. <laughs> exactly. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna see where it goes because I liked seeing Cheryl say taboo. <laughs> so, like, Archie is really garbagey, or, like, Archie's kind of garbagey, but... Alice Cooper is definitely garbagey. What the hell happened to Betty's mom? Because, like, she was nice, right? Yeah, she and Betty in the comics, they're, like, best friends. Yeah. I'm sad. I'm really sad. Did Polly exist in the comics? Yes, and so all of a sudden, like, these horrible dark things have happened to Polly. And I was like, what happened, Polly? Like, you were a happy little blonde girl. I do, like, I, I guess it's kind of interesting with her mom that they're doing, like, the whole... Gaining independence from your mother arc for Betty, but on the other hand, like, Veronica and Hermione seem to actually have a really good relationship that's pretty solid, so you get to see, like, a a bunch of different, like, teen parental dynamics, and I think that's really representative of just, like, how a lot of families work in even a small town. Yeah, because, like, Archie's dad is great, Mm -hmm. or Veronica's mom is great, and then the only parents who we see who are together still are Betty's parents who are not happy or maybe they're happy and her mom's just crap they they seem like the the Stepford family that's very unhappy how did they raise Betty I don't know poor Betty I like that she basically has the exact same bedroom as Nancy from Stranger Things though yeah is it it's the same house (laughs) it is the same house Nancy's gonna like look across the street in the next season of Stranger Things and see (laughs) One of them. Hi. Let's talk about um, Veronica's dad. Yeah, what happened to Hiram Lodge? So, like, in the comics, we saw more of him than her mom, right? Mm-hmm. Which I like that change, by the way. Yeah, me too. But was her mom's name Hermione in the... In... Yeah. Okay, sweet, I'm into it, obviously. <laughs> um, so, like, he's been arrested... For fraud? I'm just assuming some type of right? fraud, yeah. Because 
Fred says when he's talking to Hermione in his office that he was arrested of um, fraud and embezzlement. I wrote it down. Um, but, like, my question is, do you think that Fred and Hermione and Alice were, like, the original Archie and Betty and Veronica? Yo. That's too meta. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just really feels that way. Oh, and Alice is just, like, really, <laughs> really bitter about it. Yeah. Because, like, at some point, she said something about to Betty about girls like Veronica don't like girls like us. Yes, and I, I picked was like, that up, too. Oh. I'm like, what happened? Like, there's a definite, like, adult story there that we don't know about yet. And I assume that Fred, like, went and picked Mary. So, like, Archie's gonna go and pick Cheryl or something. Apparently, in the comics, they're, like, married. <laughs> Archie and Cheryl? I, yeah, I saw, like, Cheryl's spouse Ugh. was Archie, and I was like, wait, what? Ugh. But let's, can we talk about how deliciously evil Cheryl is? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Literally, I mean, it's awful, but one of my favorite moments is after Betty says that she called her fat, she goes, Betty has so much on her plate right now. And she looks at a plate of salad. Oh, that was, that was harsh. Also, every single face that Betty makes, I want to have for a reaction photo. Right? She's like the next, like, Quinn Fabray. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the blonde with the ponytail making the faces. Yeah. Hell yes. They were all so great. I felt so bad for her, though. But, like, Cheryl, when she was at the dance and talking about how... Josie and the Pussycats were covering a song that her parents said she and her twin were conceived to. I was like, no! no. So this is not the content I wanted to hear with my ears or see with my eyes. She's so good. That that actress does such a good job of just coming off as extremely chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, when she told them that she wanted to have them at her house, I was like, okay, so she's going to kill everyone. Yeah. She's yeah. just going to, like, blow up her own house. So do you think she knows what happened to Jason? Um, I'm leaning toward yes. She seems sad, but then she doesn't. And then she just, like, stops being sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then she's like, are you yeah. scared, Jason, right before it happens? And it's like, do you think they actually planned either... So I have two theories. Is One, they planned a murder-suicide, and she didn't go through with the second part of it. Oh. Or... Two, they actually planned for him to die the entire time, and she has some, like, hidden agenda of framing someone for it that has yet to unfold. Right, because if they checked the entire river and couldn't find him, and then suddenly they found him, just, like, there? Yeah. I think that was, he, he's got to have been planted. Also, shout out to Miss Grundy and Archie for hearing a gunshot and not doing anything about it. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're doing something illegal, too. Guess we'll just, like, have a pact. <laughs> like, gunshots are such a different sound from fireworks. Like, they had to know. And also, who gets up at 6 a.m. to go have a tryst by a lake? So not worth it. One, illegal. Two, really early in the morning. Yeah, not into it. Unless they're, they've been chilling all night. Uh, oh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, well, that makes more sense. But also, like, where did they get their picnic stuff? Did they, they brought their picnic stuff at one in the morning and said, we'll eat this five hours from now. <laughs> I love, I appreciate the dedication to, like, the aesthetic that they went to have a picnic. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they went to have a picnic. 
in 2017. That means that Cheryl and Jason were out there at 6 a.m. too. To go and, like, have a boat ride. Maybe there's nothing else to do in Riverdale except hang out by the lake. And write novels in pop Apparently. Which, I didn't see that coming for Jughead. I'm also slightly um, upset that Jughead was not anywhere, like, near, like, a prop burger. Yeah. Like, computer but no burger? Where is your food? I really loved his hat, though, that looked like the crown. That was really cool. I need one of those immediately. (laughs) Etsy makers, get on it. I will purchase them. This is a new profit center. I will purchase five. That's too many. I'll wear them all. (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) It gets cold in Alberta. It's cold. Okay, next question. Next question. Moving on. Okay. Has Kevin told us the end of the show? Has he told us that Betty and Archie will be together? Because he said oh, they would because be he game. said their end game. I honestly don't. I don't know either. I don't think there is any end game for like the triad that is Betty and Veronica and Archie. Yeah. I'm I'm just halfway in between being like Archie. You have to pick Betty. She's the best person. You have to pick her. She's the best. She deserves it. Please pick Betty. And then you know I'm also on the other side being like, you're right. You're not good enough for her. Bye. You're not good enough for either of them. Exactly. They should ditch Archie and date each other. Literally, please. Like when Veronica had the idea that all or Betty had the idea that all three of them go, and Veronica was like, okay. I was like, so this would be interesting to see on television. And they're, like, not even talking about the fact that they made out. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just, just like, like, yeah, we should, we should go on, like, a three-way, like, group date to the dance. And I was like, that's cool. Also, I loved the moment when Archie and Betty were dancing, and then they just, like, racked focus to Veronica and Kevin dancing. <laughs> they're, like, frantically going, like, do it, do it! Oh. I mean... I, the gay best friend trope is so tired, but I just love it. It is also so funny I with love those two. Trope. But like that's why they brought it up. They just like keep using tropes and being like, if we if we say that we're using it, like if we acknowledge it, it's fine. And I'm like willing to let them get away with it because I'm entertained by it yeah, right now. Exactly. Like it, that might not be the case later, but for right now, I'm really loving this like neon cheesy smoke fest. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Fred and Hermione, which is coincidentally. Uh, a Harry Potter ship that I kind of ship, too. Oh my god, that's fantastic. That's how I'll always remember their names. Fred and Hermione. Okay, got it. Yeah. Hashtag parents. Brittany, I know you're a big fan of Team Adults in uh, The 100. <laughs> Please talk about Team Adults. Okay, this is why I am so intrigued by the whole, like, maybe, like, original trio slash golden mm-hmm. trio. Is it's like the Marauders. Yeah, is um Fred and Hermione, they used to date. And one, I think they should date now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But two, like, what is the history there? I want to know so much about it. And then um, Kelly on Twitter, who is closer to fine, pointed out that because this is a CW show and we are watching sort of like hilariously like teen Twin Peaks, um, at some point it could be revealed that like, Veronica is, like, half, like, Archie's, like, stepsister, half-sister. I'm so into it. Which I think is so funny. I want it to happen. (laughs) Like, I don't, I just, I don't know whether I want it to happen, but I'm very entertained by the idea that it could. I, I just want, I just want them to be, like, surprised and then disgusted. 
it just shuts the triangle down immediately. That's true. So they wouldn't do that because they'd be like, there goes our plot. But it should be about so much more than a love triangle in the first place. Agree, agree. But I guess that's the whole basis of Archie, so. Mm-hmm. That's probably why there's murder, too. They were like, well, we can't just base a whole show around a trope people are tired of. Let's throw a dead body in there. Yeah. It worked. Okay, can I talk to you about Veronica's eyebrows? The best eyebrows in the whole world, yes. I was like, are they getting closer together? Um, yeah, they're getting closer together because they just want to be one because they're beautiful. Okay. I'll take Do you not like them? Um, I, I think they're, I think they're great. I just thought, like, I just kept getting, um, distracted by them. <laughs> <laughs> the best eyebrows are a little distracting. Yeah. So, Betty is clearly so upset that she can, like, wreck her hands. Yeah, she has a lot of rage that she keeps inside. So, I wonder what exactly happened to Polly, because she's, we've learned that she's in a group home. Mm-hmm. And that Jason heard her, but her mom was the one who, like, broke her, is what she said. Yeah. So, so like, clearly, I'm guessing Betty wasn't allowed to deal with anything that happened because her mom kind of made it all about her. Can we talk about how absolutely terrible Betty and Veronica are at cheerleading? Oh, so bad. I don't, so I don't bad. watch a lot of cheerleading, but, like, I wasn't impressed. Like, when Cheryl was like, where's the passion? I was like, yeah, girl, like, where is the passion? Where is the passion? (laughs) And then she let them both on the cheerleading squad, and I was like, okay, they're gonna need a lot of work. Oh my gosh. And then Veronica's like, I got moves, and she's like, show me your moves, and I was like, this is gonna be great. (laughs) She's like, I can jump. (laughs) Like, turns out Veronica has no moves, and her last Hail Mary was just kissing Betty. (laughs) She's like, oh man, if this doesn't work, (laughs) I'm gonna have to pull out the big guns. But then how great was that speech where she basically, like, called, like, her comic character self out and was like, My I'm not going to be that person anymore. <gasps> so good. My favorite. Um, I really like that Cheryl is the big bad here. Maybe that reckoning is coming, or maybe that reckoning is now, or maybe that reckoning is me. Beautiful. And that actress delivered it so well. Just, like, mm-hmm. the slow creep up to Cheryl. And then she ends it with, you can't have me, you gotta take us both. Yeah. Because they're best uh, friends. And I love it. Already. I love that they're best friends already and she's been there like a day. She was just like, hey, I pick this one. Here we go. That's beautiful. So, um, let's see. Archie gets Jason's number on football if he decides to go with football. That's really weird, right? Yeah, that is weird because, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not a mathematician, but I do know that uh there are unlimited numbers yeah correct yeah so yeah i i don't think he he needs to have jason's number i feel like you know even if it has to be a two digit number there's still probably a lot more options don't they usually retire a number if a player has like died died or retired themselves yes yeah like, why was that a choice that the football... It makes me feel like no one actually cared that Jason died. Yeah. Because they, they're like, let's use this dance as an honorarium or whatever. And they get there and everyone's like, okay, well, this is just a dance, except there's pictures of a dead guy up here. And no one thought it was weird. No. Why did no one think that was weird? I mean, I'm worried... Like, I, I hope that there's more reason for Cheryl murdering her brother <laughs> than just being like, this is a popularity ploy. That actually does lead me into, like, I guess the number one question of the episode that we have not yet covered yet, which is, who do you think 
murdered Jason. I don't think it was Cheryl. I yeah. think that she... It seems too obvious. I think that she had something to do with it, but... And I also think that the person who did it is probably something that we, someone that we don't know yet. I, I am of the same opinion. Okay. It's, um, but speaking of Jason, though, when they were hauling his body out of the river, why was everyone there? Exa- that's exact. I wrote that down. I'm just like, why is this a town event? Because they were all there. Like, is there, like, a text blast that goes out, like, hauling a dead body out of the river, come look? Because they were all there when they were, like, looking through the river, and then they're all there after they finally found something in the river. And I'm like, why are you doing this? If I heard that they were, like, pulling a body out of the Red Deer River, I'd be like, I'm gonna stay at home, probably. And then Betty's mom just, like, goes and is just like, I'm going to say a loud, rude thing about a dead person now. And it's like, dude, he's dead. Have some, like, she's so awful. <laughs> She's, which is so upsetting because I don't want her to be awful. Veronica called Archie Archiekins, which is a thing. <gasps> that was so delightful. Yes. I was just like, I like that she came it. up with a nickname for him after like a couple hours. Yeah, but also like, yes. you know, she's called him that for like years and years and years in the comics. You know, it's great. And I just oh, like. Also, how great were Josie and the Pussycats? They were great. Super pleased. I like their cat ears. Yeah, I like that they have cat ears on at all times. And I have cat ears, so there's my cosplay. Oh, there you go. Done. I'm super excited to, like, hear about, like, more of them, though. Mm-hmm. Like, being, like, sort of the only other characters of color on the show. Like, I want them to have sl- their own show, but I will settle for them having their own plotline yeah. this season. Josie and the Pussycats is a totally legit spinoff show. Mm-hmm. But I do want to talk about um, this missing bag that clearly Hiram has just given her, like, loads and loads of cash. Why? And from where? Yeah, that's concerning to me. Because, like, isn't he, like, in custody right now? Yeah, he's, like, in jail. So, I mean, I don't have an answer. I'm just looking for one. But I do I do want to know what it was. Mm-hmm. And who his hookup is that delivered it to Hermione. Yes. Sorry, you said Hermione and I got confused and then I remembered where I was. Should I call her Mrs. Lodge from now on? No, Hermione's fine. I will just <laughs> chill out. Um, I also just wanted to say, like, when Archie was like, I'm not good enough for you, um, not only was he right, but also, what kind of excuse is that? Yeah, that's a crap excuse. If I heard that one, I would have been like, okay, but here's the thing, York, like, that doesn't matter, like, (laughs) your opinion on that doesn't matter. It only matters if I think you're not good enough. Exactly! It was, like, it was a total cop-out where he was, like, I don't want to say that, like, I'm in love with Miss Grundy, but I'm not, (laughs) not gonna say that. I don't want to say I'm in love with Miss Grundy, but I, I'm in love with Miss Grundy. That is such a weird sentence. (laughs) It is weird. It's, like, here's the pitch for Riverdale is, it's Archie comics with murder and also Archie slept with Miss Grundy. Like, if you told that to any random person who'd read Archie and had no idea what this was, like, just, the... I don't even... What? So I have this thing about um, minor characters. Yes, you do. And I just need to know everything about them. Okay. And so I want more details on Cheryl's cronies. Those two girls who follow her around. Ooh. I need to know. Do they even have names? Not yet. I would know, probably. Does she have cronies in the comic book? I don't know. I would have to look that up. You should okay 
don't think I will right now, but I will. I'm really, I'm ready for you to get overly emotionally invested in them. Probably. Yeah. I, I'm honestly, all my emotions are going to Jughead right now, so I don't okay. have anything to spare for them. Okay. Okay. But like, if you did, it would be very on brand because yes. Robin, who's your favorite character in the Hunger Games? The boy from District Three. <laughs> Stop! I love him. He's really smart. <laughs> really smart he's the one who dismantles the bombs and makes it so okay he's really smart i don't even remember him (laughs) no you should remember him how dare you okay listen he's the one who like goes in and takes the bombs from the beginning of the cornucopia and then he Mm -hmm. changes them so that they're used so that people won't go and touch the the food of the main ones i don't remember what they call them the careers the careers yes and he... You remember the boy from District 3, but you don't remember what the careers are called. I remember my favorites, okay? All right, all okay. right. And then Katniss, like, cha- messes up their food and stuff, and then Kato kills him. Even though it wasn't his fault. R.I.P. in pieces. Way to go, Katniss. I'm still sad. Oh, no. I wrote a fan fiction. How long was it? Oh, it was like six chapters long. I never finished it. Oh. That you are the worst kind of fanfic writer. But I, it wasn't that good. And also I did a lot of research and then I got tired of it. Like my Hunger Games book still has like so many like little sticky notes in it. Okay, but important question. Did you name him? Oh, yes. What's his name? His name was Chip because it was the technology district, right? Okay. His name was Chip. Um... Yeah, it was a it was a whole thing. Yeah, I named I named everyone in that book. Okay, so if you had to, what would you name Cheryl's cronies? Oh my gosh, I would need to see them. Let me look them up. Okay, I need to figure out what what they look like. While Robin looks up Cheryl's cronies, um, I I kind of want to talk about how like Kevin is sort of like the audience introduction to, like, Archie in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's the one who has, like, all the buzzwords. You know, like, the first thing he says is something about millennials. Like, he's just sort of... You're used to Archie being, like, this 1950s sort of pop comic book, and then you bring a character like Kevin in who's, like, more modern and obviously is part of the LGBT community, and all of a sudden, I feel like he works as a really good bridge between the audience and the comic book. Yes. I'm looking for these girls, but I can't. I'm having a really hard time. <laughs> because well, how about we, how about everyone stays tuned for what Robin names Cheryl's cronies in the next episode? Yeah, that's the only reason you should watch next episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Okay. Um. Okay. So let's talk about the uh, party at Cheryl's house. So like that bottle is like magic, right? I think she rigged it. She must have done because there's no freaking way. It didn't like even... maybe there were magnets involved. That's what I was thinking cuz like there's no <laughs> way that it like cuz it didn't even like slow down it just kind of like stopped. Robin, this is the CW. Magic happens. You're right. Yeah. Teen magic. Okay. I'm <laughs> I'm sitting here <laughs> like, you know what? Something happened here and I want to know what it is. And you know, we're never going to know. So then when they're inside the closet, Veronica continues to be a good friend by being, like, asking him these questions, and he's like, are you asking for Betty or are you asking for yourself? And she's like, I'm asking for Betty. 
And I'm like, yes. She's a bro. Yes. And then she messes it up. Oh. But it's like, you're kind of watching that scene and you're like, I half kind of want to watch this happen. Yeah. Because they have really good chemistry. Yeah. Those two actors have, like, there's something there that is good, but at the same time, you're like, no, because you just want Veronica to be that friend to Betty. Yeah, and I, we see how Betty feels about Archie afterwards, but we haven't Mm -hmm. seen how Betty feels about Veronica yet. So hopefully they're still okay. Because she didn't see whether or not they were making out. They just did as soon as they came out because Archie had lipstick all over his face. And Betty was already gone, so I guess she kind of inferred what happened. Yeah. Which sucks, but... I mean, this could be, like, what the actual spark of the Betty-Veronica rivalry is, but I'm kind yeah. of hoping that it's not. it isn't. I yeah. hope that it has nothing to do with Archie. Yeah. Yeah. It feels too easy for it to be Archie, even though, of course, that is, like, how it's established. Yeah. So then he yeah. says that he's never felt... Like, what he's supposed to feel for Betty. And so she said, have you ever felt it? And he said, maybe once this summer. And, like, wow, kill me. Don't panic. I'm not stalking you. And then she says that she felt it maybe once. So maybe we might get that backstory. Ooh, maybe uh, one of her mysterious former suitors will come to town. Ooh. Ooh. I always shipped her and Reggie, though. So I'm hoping that maybe becomes a thing also. I would watch that a lot, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, because Reggie's delightful in this. Yeah. He is, he is, though. I love him. He's great. He's just, like, a big jock who likes to mess with Archie. Okay, so, like, Jughead and Archie are not friends. What happened? I need to know what happened, and I'm sad. But also, at the same time, I'm like, this was a... This was, like, a sad lack of Jughead in this episode, but also it was, like, the perfect amount of Jughead so that I don't have a legitimate heart attack. I'm really glad that the show's watching out for, like, your health. (laughs) It's really kind and considerate. It's so thoughtful. So thank you. But I'm also really scared for next week because I feel like he's going to be in there way more. And, like, I physically die every time. Every time he shows up. Every time I just, like, almost fall over. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Cole Sprouse. Oh, Cole Sprouse. And like, of all people. I'm asexual as heck. But like, <laughs> on Thursday, I was like, is this how people who aren't asexual feel? And then I was like, no, I still don't feel it. Oh, but you're like halfway there. I'm like, maybe I'm close. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been able to tell. <laughs> I'm like, just like intensely. Yes. <laughs> I just like you so intensely that yeah. I just want to die. I feel a lot of, like, normal passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Romantic passion so bad. I would date you so good. Wife me up so much. I would probably kiss you a lot. <laughs> Let's talk about life for a really long time. And can I wear your hat? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I literally got I- so excited. Are you imagining yourself sitting next to Cole Sprouse wearing his hat? Yes. Yes, you are. I'm going to cry. Okay, anyway, let's move on. I'm going to freak out. (laughs) This is my favorite part of the podcast. I'm going to freak out. Okay. So anyway, he's like, you should just talk to her because that that would probably go a long way. It would have gone a long way with me. So like, clearly this was like a long time ago because Archie comes in and he's like so awkward being like, can I sit with you? And then his first response, I like that. When Jughead reveals that he's writing a book about this summer, um, 
Archie's response isn't like, oh, you're writing a book. He just all of a sudden launches into something about Jason. And I'm like, is it not a revelation that Jughead writes books? Like, is that just what he does in his spare time? I wonder. I wonder if he's like, this is my fourth novel. <laughs> Jughead's actually a best-selling author and we just don't know it. He's such an intellectual. <laughs> he writes under a pseudonym and he's actually on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh my God. Is that you, John Green? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you cracked it. Yeah, that's it. You you solved the whole show. You guys, I've seen John Green in person. He's not Jughead. He's not Cole Sprouse, okay? But have you ever seen him in the same room as Cole Sprouse? Wow. Whoa. No. Whoa. Wow. Well. Just saying. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. I figured out who killed Jason. It was clearly the Zodiac Killer. Oh, my God. I we we solved the whole show. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> we did it, guys. Yay. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. So, end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Cole, Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. I'm having a really hard time calling him Jughead because it's such a ridiculous name. His name is Jughead. I know, but I'm I kind of want to keep What J- Jones, right? Yeah. Jughead. J- his name's JJ. JJ, Archie Andrews. Well, who else? Geraldine Grundy. Oh yeah. Them alliterations. Okay, so Cole Sprouse says that the autopsy was on, like, Monday, and then on Tuesday was the first arrest. So, like, that's probably on Thursday. So, like, who do you think they're going to arrest? Not so much who did it, but who do you think's getting arrested? That's my thing. Is that, like, we probably know them. Dilton. Yeah, like, we probably, they probably give us, have given us the answer. It's Dilton. It's not Dilton. But if it is Dilton. What a plot twist game changer but if it is dilton then like i get a surprise i get like a prize an award a medal an emmy <laughs> you don't get an emmy for guess- <laughs> guessing the plot of a tv show i'm so sorry it's you oh my god stop ruining it's my a dreams. lifetime achievement emmy listen okay so like here's my question for next week mm-hmm. do you think they're going to go backwards or forwards or do you think they're gonna go do, like, a mixture, or do you think, like, I don't know. I think they're gonna do it, like, Lost style. I would do love that. Slash, like, JJ, slash all JJ Abrams shows, which is flashbacks to reveal what actually happened over the course of the season. That's gonna make this the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, I, I thought that would be the case. Because, here's the thing, we think it would be interesting to go backwards, but also, if we go backwards, we get zero Veronica. Oh, crap, damn it. Yeah. But then, so, like, if we're going forwards, then looking at the promotional photos, Jughead and Archie are friends again. Unless we're going backwards, in which they're friends. Or maybe they team up to solve a crime together, and that's how they repair their friendship. Oh, my God. Which one's Sherlock and which one's John? Um, I'm going to make Sherlock Jughead Agreed. because I feel like that feels right. Agree. And Archie feels like a, like a Watson. Do we ship it? <laughs> I don't personally, but if you want to, you go ahead. No, I can't ship it because I want Jughead to be asexual. And I, d- d- I think Archie should just not. Okay. Yeah. That's why they're not friends anymore. <laughs> they're friends because Archie was boring. <laughs> he woke up one morning. Jughead woke up one morning. He's like, you're like a boring version of Troy Bolton. <laughs> that was it for him. He's like, I can be your Gabriella no more. <laughs> And then they start singing Gotta Go My Own Way, and it's a whole thing. 
Why is he Gabriella and not like his best friend? <laughs> because why Chad... did you go straight to Gabriella? <laughs> because I don't know. I wanted him to be Gabriella. That's why. There's a lot of High School Musical references in this podcast, and I've seen High School Musical like once. Don't scream. I've seen it I'm like once, and I upset. don't understand them all. I I watch High School Musical all three of them every New Year's. Um, I like that. That's a New Year's tradition. I mean, it's I didn't let this year because I was in Hawaii, but <gasps> yeah, I know. So I'm gonna have to catch up. Hawaii stories are saved for the Lost podcast. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned for the Lost podcast. If any of you have followed us over from our Giantist podcast for the 100 season three, and it's okay if you haven't, (laughs) um, I had a segment over there called Asexual Monty, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, And so in this show podcast, uh, my segment is called Asexual Jughead, question mark, question mark, question mark, which feels like more hope is here. So that's great. Um, So far, nothing has taken Asexual Jughead away from me. Um, I'm not holding on to that very, uh, tightly, but I hope that in season two, maybe we can, uh, be a thing. That would be great. I'm so excited for you to be excited when it happens. Me too. We need the representation (laughs) so bad. Um, and my segment, I decided because, um, I brought this up earlier, um, this is shot in Vancouver. Um, my segment is going to be seen in Vancouver and this week, my chosen location my cousin found and it is cheryl's house is cecil green park house which is an eight minute walk from me right now so uh at some point this week i might go take a selfie in front of it and post on the aficionados twitter yes so that's seen in vancouver stay tuned next week for some more brooding foggy forests yes and our yes. segment, our segments don't even have to be consistent if we don't want them to, so we can do whatever we want. <laughs> um, so now we're gonna have like a a segment in which we both contribute. Um, and this week it's called the best line award. It could be like best scene or best character or something, whatever we feel like it being. So my best line award goes to Veronica Lodge this week uh, for "You Wanted Fire." Sorry, Cheryl Bombshell, my specialty's ice. And my best line goes to Cheryl for, is being the gay best friend still a thing? Because I love that call out so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first podcast on the Aficionados. Yay! We did it! Yay! Um, Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Stay tuned next week for the first episode of our The 100 podcast, which I am super excited for. And you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. Um, you can tweet us at the Aficionados with anything that you'd like to discuss. And we will be really excited to do it. And you might get replies from Robin. You might get replies from Brittany. We kind of use it at the same time. And sometimes we get confused. Try and use the hashtag if it's not clear which show you're talking about. <laughs> hashtag Riverdale. Um, okay, but if someone mentions Clark, I think they know what they're not talking about Riverdale. Exactly. If it's not totally clear, then, like, <laughs> and you're running out of characters, then, like, just do that. Um, <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A, with an underscore at the end, because someone is swatting on the Britannia URL, and I'm mad about it. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and please stay tuned next week for episode 102, which is called Chapter 2, A Touch of Evil. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>